Thank you. Say, this is the morning podcast with Jacob and Ethan. This is hell. And, uh, so, we go to Brotherland, they put us in a room, you know, and it was like extremely corny room, you know, with like very flashy colors, and it had like a jacuzzi, you know, and the, the bed was like red and stuff, and, uh, and they actually, they didn't have towels, they, they did it like, they literally, the the horse started coming into the room one by one and then doing like a little, you know, mm -hmm. like a little spin, you know, which was really weird, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was just standing there like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are straight, it's definitely straight, I'd, I think I'd recommend going to one, just, I don't, even if you don't do anything. Yeah. Just go for the experience of how weird it is. It really yeah, is that's that's yeah. why I went there, yeah, and, yeah. and that's super interesting. Yeah. We could go sometime if we wanted to, just to check it out. I've never been here, but uh, yeah, like I didn't have sex with. I've never had sex with a prostitute, I guess. But <laughs> well, and and the saddest thing that I saw was that after the horse had uh, displayed themselves and went out, the guy that was all. Yeah, fuck bitches. Yeah, he actually needed the the opinion of my cousin in order to make the decision as to which one. Mm -hmm. But like, he literally spent like five minutes, like, what do you think? And at the end, he basically picked the one that my cousin picked. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is that? Huh? Yeah, it is. It is strange. I, I, I mean, I think so. I've I've only paid twice. And I, I will say after it, it's been a bit like, ugh, it feels a bit. It does. That's the one thing where it's like, I mean, here it's not that, it's like a hundred euro. Like a hundred euro to get laid some nights feels like it's worth it. Like there are some nights where it's like, fuck, a hundred euro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll pay that. <laughs> and so like, it's just the, like, it's just the right price point where like, it's prohibitively expensive to like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to a brothel. But it's also like some nights it's like. Um, but I think it's, it's just for me the big thing is getting like some disease like I don't yeah. I don't think you're gonna get disease from a brothel. no and I don't think you actually would but it's it's just the fear of it yeah it's I, my, my opinion on like sex work I think that it's it's fine to be honest like I don't really have the negative like, oh god it's fucking disgusting I think I think what can happen like human trafficking wise that's fucking disgusting I think we can all agree on that but yeah. I believe that someone's Shouldn't sell people. We sh your slavery is not. Where we no we we are anti-slavery. No raping. No ethnic cleansing, and don't sell other people. Don't. Sell. <laughs> um, it's it's really not that hard to be a good person. Just, well, just a few basic rules. Like they should put the show on like Barney or like kids shows. Like, hey kids. You never get told yeah. at school, do you? <laughs> You never, I didn't. I didn't know not to sell people for sex because they never told me on TV. <laughs> there was never a lesson. On it was that. always like, don't steal, share your toys, but there was never a lesson on ethnic no, cleansing. Don't rape. <laughs> How was I supposed to know? Um, oh God! I actually in uh, so yeah, the only two times I've paid have been here and in Brussels. Brussels, I, I was like, oh God, that was it was too fucking weird for me that. So, I I was traveling solo traveling at the time, 
and then I met this guy called Ricardo and then like I was flirting with this girl from Switzerland all night I was like fucking hell she's incredibly good looking I have this thing where I'm like oh my god you know you just fall like fall in love yeah. with someone like that. I was like oh my god she's from Switzerland and I tried it at the end of the night and she was like no and there was this there was this guy called George who lived in Brighton who was Spanish and he kept he's like kept whispering me like let's go to a brothel let's go to a brothel tonight and I, I got, the more drunk I got it just became more of an idea I was like I just shouted him across the bar, like, George, come on. Like, we're going. <laughs> come on, we're going. And then me, this guy, George, Ricardo, and two Polish guys went to this red light district. And then George is, like, negotiating and bargaining with these uh, prostitutes. He's an experienced customer. He yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're going. He knows the answer. Yeah, but, like, these, these, these prostitutes are going. <coughs> Three positions, blowjob, 50 euros. And he's going, no, 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 no. Four positions, four shot, 50 euros. I was looking at him like, don't fuck it up, mate, how do you know so much things? And I was like, just fucking, because I was getting pissed off, I was like, just fucking pay for it, just go in and do it. And then I was like, oh, fuck this, I'm just going in. Yeah. And I, I went in and they had a card machine there and it was like, you paid by card, you got a receipt. And then it was like, they weren't messing around with the free, like, free positions or anything. Yeah. So I was having sex with this prostitute and then she was like, I moved over and I was pissed and then I moved over again and I tried moving over one more time and she was like mm. not moving I was like what are you doing? <laughs> you didn't pay for it she was like yeah she was like three positions no I was like you want more? pay more and I was like oh that, this is just fucking weird and then I just walked out and this Polish guy who was with me just looked at me and I got on one of them lime scooters and just fucked off I was like, this is this was too weird of an you experience. Like actually, you like you come and then you're just like, what the fuck did I, I didn't even, do? I didn't even come. <laughs> you didn't even. No. Oh, I, okay. I was just like, this, this is just weird. It was too weird for <laughs> it me. It was too. Weird. Yeah, it was like. He was like, I did the escape button. <laughs> I was like, leave now. We have porn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's okay. Okay, really? That you got you were you were fucking the whore, yeah. and then at that point you're like, I would rather leave than finish. Than yeah. Well, she's like going. And then, and then I was like, right, okay. And then it was like, I was just, and now I've got no motivation whatsoever. And then she was it like, it's a little bit weird for someone to be like, no, you gotta pay. Yeah. yeah. And then she was like, right. Anyway, time's up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> you want, so you want to get drinks sometime? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so uh, should I call you? And I, fe- I felt like I should have gone for more down the negotiating route. You know what I mean? Down the. You know, actually, one more position. You should have got that fourth position. It's worth the 50 euro, yeah. I know, that George from Brighton... He knew what he what the fuck he was doing. He knows you need four positions. Three's not going to do it. Yeah. Um, no, it's... Because it's, if I was in university, because in the States, if we had, like, brothels that were easy to go to, I would have lost all my money on brothels. Because I used to go to parties and not get laid. And I used to get murderously angry. Like, when I told you I went kind of psycho, yeah. like, I used to, like, there was one time I went back to my room and I literally just took all my shit and after a party and I started, I had, I had a roommate and I just started screaming and throwing my shit all over the room. Like, fuck this! Fuck women! Fuck everything! Oh, dude, I fucking went psycho. Um, I got, I got to the point where, like, I wouldn't, I, I had a knife. I was, I was a girl. I was gonna go. I was gonna go stab a guy. Really? Oh yeah. Really? She was dating this guy. Yeah. Oh, this is a whole story. Okay. This is a whole story. <laughs> you want the story? <laughs> anyway, this girl. She was very. She was mentally unwell at the time. But basically, like I said, everybody I went to uni was super wealthy. Yeah. 
And she was like me, like like lower class income. She was she was a writer, and we had this like, I had been into her for a, oh I had noticed her from afar, mm-hmm. and I thought she was cute, but she's not like, typically pretty, but I found her attractive, yeah. um, and so we ended up like at the end of this party, just like sitting on the couch together and just like having this hour and a half conversation, just like bearing our souls to each other. And then she's like, okay, well, I have to go so-and-so who she'd been seeing at the time. I have to go. I have to go to him. And, like, I was so angry. I went back to my, my friend's place. And I was like, fucking, if I finally find somebody I care about. And so I grab a knife from his drawer. And I'm, like, going out the door. And I'm like, I'm going to go find that fucker. And I'm going to go fucking stab him. I'm going to go, I'm going to go break in. And I mean, I was, I was serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was full on going to do it. And he, he talked me down. He's like, he, he, I think I even walked out of the, out of the apartment with the knife and he like, he like followed me and like made me go get some pizza with him and <laughs> took the knife from me when I was relaxed. And, um, but, and then that whole thing ended up going to shit. Cause it was like, I really liked her. And then she broke up with the guy. And so we talked over the summer a little bit, but she started dropping off. And then she, like, wanted the fuck only when we got back to school, but, like, wasn't interested in me as a person. So then I flipped out at her, and I was like, meaningless sex is evil. And then she's like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. And that, it was weird. And then she had a mental breakdown and had to leave school. And then she moved to Florida. And then... Did you follow us to Florida with a knife? No, but even even when we did fuck, it was like she. Pre- I didn't want to have sex. Yeah. And she like pressured me into it. Okay. Yeah. Was this when you were uh, still in the Christianity? Uh, I had, like was leaving it at this point. It was like third year of uni. Yeah. Um, and I I just liked her. Like I didn't just want to fuck. I actually liked the girl. So it was like it felt. I could tell in the moment. It's like oh, this girl just wants to fuck. She's not interested in me. Yeah. And it was basically like, we were supposed to like meet up at her apartment and then go to a party. Oh, and she okay. like like keeps like. Like, okay, when are we going? When are we going? Like, no, let's stay a little bit longer. Let's watch some TV. And I'm like, mm. I don't want to do this. And yeah. I just got, I got pressured. I mean, got, you, as a guy, you get pressured into it too. It happens. Yeah, yeah. it also happens. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, I actually, my first girlfriend that I had, I, didn't, I never had sex with her. So I didn't got like pr- pressure as in, in the act. But, <coughs> but I remember there was some fucking stress about it. Yeah. Um, after we woke up, I remember she told another girl that was like a common friend some shit about it I was like what the, what the fuck uh, but, yeah. but I remember feeling like almost like this uh, yeah, like this voice that told me like oh you have to fuck fuck them you know like yeah. the voice that, that probably will make you like say fuck woman and then actually just want to fuck them yeah well it's also women get disappointed with you if, if they are ready for you to fuck them yeah. and you don't fuck them they get disappointed with you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a weird thing because it's, I, yeah. Yeah, but I suspect that that comes from from insecurities that they have to you know like oh my god does he not like me or something like that. I, I didn't think at the end of the day it's like because I remember my mental state at the moment. I was just like I was just chilling out, you know. Yeah. If sex would happen, then it would happen. I wasn't in a hurry, you know. It was like I was just chilling out. Why do you like why this is like oh my god like and and I noticed that shit in in. At least in my generation and in my surroundings, but I think the United States is brutal with that. Like, there's this fucking pressure on kids that you have to have sex or something. Like, oh my god, like all this fucking shit that is actually insane. It's, it's weird as fuck. It's like, why can't you just chill the fuck out and sex will still happen? It's, it's not like you're not gonna be attracted to the other sex, you know? Like, but it's this weird fucking pressure, man. And 
I think it fucks both sexes up. up. It can it can fuck fuck both women and men up. Well, the thing I found is. I don't like having sex with people. Like, it's not even about wanting uh, being in a relationship with someone, but I don't like fucking someone. Unless it's, like, pure, like, we're both just fucking drunk mm-hmm. and, like, it happens. I don't like having sex with someone unless I know them pretty well. Yeah. So, like, the kind of, like, where you know somebody a little bit and then you still fuck, I'm super uncomfortable with it. So, like, the whole, like, using, like, I used Tinder during the lockdown, mm-hmm. and it's, like, there's all this pressure. Like, it's a kind of a hookup app, so you're yes. supposed to be trying to hook up. But like, I don't really want to hook up with somebody until I, if at that point, if I, if I know you a little bit, I want to get to know you and be comfortable with you before we do anything. Yeah. Right. Um, and you're right. There's all this, there's all this pressure because you don't want to be too slow, right. but you don't want to make her uncomfortable. Right. And it's, yeah, it's that, difficult. That's interesting. I, I have learned to use that on my advantage. Like if I'm dating a girl, because I'm kind of like you too, like I don't, I like to know what I'm fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I like to know where I'm putting my penis in, you know. Uh, I need to. Well, like, I don't want this to be the kind of girl who puts ice in her. Ice <laughs> and I, I learned to take that on my advantage because if I'm dating a girl. I like to know fucking. If I'm dating a girl. to your advantage, yeah. Yeah, if I'm dating a girl and she gets stupid about it, like, why have you fucked me? Like, I'm. It's like, okay, whatever. What's the longest. Uh, I don't give a fuck. What's the longest you've gone without having sex? Obviously not from oh, like, yeah. not from like when you were born till you lost your virginity, but like say. <laughs> when you first After, heard? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 18 years. I haven't had sex like in three years now. Really? Yep. Nice. So, I mean, the longest I've done is a year. Yeah. But I, 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 I only do that when there's no, if there's no person that I'm in a relationship with or who I, I don't find attractive or I've only basically mainly had like frequent sex when I've been in a relationship. Yeah. I, I've, I've always fucking, I can't be asked. It's hard. It's hard to hook. People are like, oh, to go to a bar to hook up. It's hard to hook up if you're a guy. Yes. It's really not that easy to get laid. Yes. Now, if you're your age, maybe. Because you're like, like young, if honestly, if being a young guy, if, but you have to like lower your standards. You have to be like, I'm willing to just what? fuck what will fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, probably three years, three or four. I just got, I just broke a two year slump like last week. Yeah. So, which the order, you, this is something else. I feel like for your mental health, you should fuck more often. Cause when you go too long without sex, it starts fucking with you. Yeah, you don't know what you're fucking then. It could be, you start looking at cows and be like. You're just like, yeah. you're just like, <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like sense of like your North star is like going all over the heavens. The and monkey brain starts coming out. Ooh. But it's not even like, it's not even like, oh, I got to fuck. It's just like, there's something about it. There's something like nothing replaces actual human contact like skin on skin yeah. and so like you just start you start getting weird you start getting weird <laughs> my mates would say this to me like when i go a long period i remember showing them my pubes once they're like mate you need to start having more sex it was just like <laughs> fucking chaos and they're like yeah you need to probably speak to more girls because when when i didn't <laughs> honestly when, oh, when you saw this, this like, you showed your your dick hair to your mates yeah yeah my mates what what I just like. Sorry, Monday. This story is weird. I don't know. It just came up. We were just talking about pubes, and I was like, "Do you want to see my pubes?" And so then the discussion went from that to like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta fuck more people." Yeah, well, a lot, a lot. You could read on your pubes that you haven't fucked. (laughs) This is so. You haven't fucked in like thirty-seven days, right? 
<laughs> they're like, that's approaching a year, that, fuck me. Yeah. I don't know, it's kind of like when I'm by myself, I, I don't know, I, I, very enjoy, I enjoy just like not being interested in other people. God, I'm, I'm, well, I've, the older now that I'm like almost 30, I, it doesn't happen, but when I was your age, yeah. I mean, I was fucking girl crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I said, I would have spent all my money on whorehouses. I would have gone broke. I mean, literally, I would have gone into debt just to have sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like that. It was weird. Like, as soon as I stopped being religious, like, I was all, I was even girl, I was even girl crazy when I was religious. Like, I was always going on dates. I was always talking to girls. It was just like the best part of my life. And like, yeah, no, I was, I was, oh yeah, I wasn't, I was like the complete, I couldn't just be like, well, if, if we fuck, we fuck. Like, no, no, we need to, we need to fuck. <laughs> but it was also like my first, that, like that girl, that girl I told you about was my second. And there was one who I was basically alcohol poisoned and she was completely sober and she had sex with me. So like, I also had a really weird like, I had a lot of issues with women I had to sort with yeah, yeah. because my first two sexual experiences were, like, I wouldn't quite call it rape because she didn't hold me down, you know? But I was definitely, like, past the point of being a rational human. Mm -hmm. And the second one is, like, just being pressured. Like, so I just had a lot of that, like, craziness, too, was, like, I, I just legitimately hated women, yeah. but I was also girl crazy. So it's, like, this, like, like, I need to, like, I was almost like your friend. It's, like... Well, that happens a lot. Like, yeah. I think that... That happens in, in every man's brain at some point. Like, it's always there, that tension, right? <coughs> well, the more you need them, the more it hurts when they reject you. Right. And the more the more you hate them, I guess, you want to fuck them. You yeah, because then you, you're actually, like, yeah. you're punishing them for being oh, so yeah. shitty. Right. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. I want to show you how much I want to fuck you. Right. But sometimes, no. Sometimes, like, if you have, like, if you want to get a little more enjoyment out of sex... I have found sometimes it's kind of like, stop viewing them like as a person, like just like, right. just as an object to be fucked. Yes, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I think that's actually, like, I think that's very natural. You know? I think women want this sometimes too. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's like my... <laughs> this is my number one argument, like against the existence of God, is that if, if the Christian God is real, He's not what we think he is because no god would have made human sexuality this way. Like like no no god who says this is what human goodness is would have this be sexuality. Yeah. Oh, People have some fucking weird kinks as well. Oh dude, it's like your dad beat you when you were 5. So now you need me to beat you with a plank of wood in order to get off. Yeah. Like like what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. We're, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. In uh, where I live in England, we've got um <coughs> a local dominatrix. Like she's, like she's known. Like, <laughs> the local like woman. She's like a professional. Like she needs yeah, she's got a website. She's got a website. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miss Miss Pamela from uh, North West England, just off the M58 in Poland. <laughs> so you call her whenever you need a dominatrix. This, so like we're in the local Chinese, and everyone was like, oh, "There she is. There she is." <laughs> there, there, but like. Got a website and the photos are like people, like no tops on. They've got like a gimp mask on, and people will fucking pay for it. Well, the thing is, so what I hear, what I've read, because I was with somebody, I don't want to say how long ago, because I don't want to out this person. Yes, but <laughs> no, 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 not this person. But, um, um, but I was with somebody who was like, who was in, like, who liked me to tell her that I could break her bones, 
and who like kind of like to be hurt and we were starting to get down that path of like inflicting pain on her so i was like doing some research because i want i want to know what i'm getting into here (laughs) because she had never really explored this side of her either and it was it was interesting um because she just like she yeah anyway but like basically it's not the pain itself that people love like okay so there's two parts one it's like they like to be, they, they feel bad about themselves usually. People feel bad about themselves and, or they enjoy making themselves feel bad. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like they like, they feel like they've been bad. So it helps them deal with how bad they feel about themselves by being beat because they feel like if they've been bad, they need to be punished. So it tends to be who's ever doing the punishing tends to be like, so let's say if I'm beating a woman, tends to be the person who's being beaten will usually complain after that you didn't punish her hard enough because she was such a naughty little girl. She really needed to be shown her lesson. But that's not where the pleasure comes from. The pleasure is that there's a point in which you're experiencing so much pain that at some point your body just like releases this flood of endorphins. So people aren't usually fucking during the punishing. You like, you beat the shit out of the person Whichever way, like some people like like pinching, some people like like blunt contact, um, and it's different because people who like one kind of pain don't usually like the other kind. So there's like their specific kind of pain, and you get them to the point where the endorphins are released, and it's only after that that you usually have the sex. So this and the sex tends to be generally just vanilla sex. So it's like the the punishing and all that is like something is like a different sort of thing. That's yeah, it's like it's not what you would think it'd be. It's not like you're fucking somebody and smacking them across the face at the same time. Um, it's more like a ritual. It's like you you put on your you put on your uniform and. and <laughs> <laughs> you give her an uppercut in the kitchen and she knows. It's bad. <laughs> well, and, and that's like the borderline is with is is like usually like some relationships they usually like have a dog collar or something right. Yeah. But then there will be some people who are like oh we're just in a dom sub relationship. Yeah. that doesn't have like a, a time period so basically it's just an abusive relationship so it's like it's it's like some people like it, it, it exp- like it's you can gaslight people because there are people even you know he hit me and it felt like a kiss you know this song no oh but like some you know there are there are women we've we maybe i'm the only one that's known them who like who like an authoritative male mm-hmm. and it's like you can you get some women who get gaslit into abusive relationships because part of them like being with a strong dominant male and it's a it can be it's a tricky situation Um, because it's like you have to have I think from what I've read it's healthier to like have a normal relationship and that sort of thing um, dynamic only be present in the bedroom because when you start expanding it out of the bedroom it basically just turns into an abusive relationship yeah like you've been bad you bitch but no, we're a dumb sub, but it's two in the afternoon and she just got home from work. Like that's not, that's just abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. But I have thought, I have thought uh, similar but different too because I have actually thought it the other way around. Like I think healthy relationships between men and women are actually like the man has to lead, but in a non-abusive way. Like if you have to tell your woman something like that, like then you just, just look for another one, right? Like, like, if you have to tell, like, ah, like you're probably doing something wrong, or maybe she's insane, like, but probably doesn't work. But I have noticed that women are extremely shy, especially nowadays, to say this. But from my experience, and from what I've seen, and the few moments of women that are mature enough to not be ashamed of it, that I've heard, women like to follow men. Like, they need, they need to follow you. 
but they, they're not necessarily retarded. It's not the, like the full of in your exactly. they're retarded and they cannot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, a, it's it's like an instinctual thing that they need to do. I read a story from a guy that was fascinating. How illustrate this so clearly? And this guy was a teacher, so most of his co-workers are women, and he realizes she by experience because he he noticed over the years. You know, he noticed that sometimes. The, his co-workers that were females would get a bit pissy with him. They would get like a bit, like start treating him like different, like and they were kind of like angry at him. And he, would, he was like, "What the fuck happened?" And through the years, he noticed that there were many times in which they would come to him and they would ask him like, "Oh, so what do you think should we buy? Should we buy like this type of table for the dining room or this type of table?" And sometimes he didn't even give a fuck. Sometimes the woman that was asking him was his superior, so he didn't even have a say on the table. She was the one, and he didn't even really care, so he was like, oh, I don't really care, you just pick it. And that's when they would get angry at him. And he noticed that the women would come to him, and they wanted him to point at something. Sometimes they wouldn't take his advice. Sometimes they would buy the other stuff or do the other thing, but they needed him to say something. They needed him to point at, at, at a at a way, yeah. even if they didn't do it later. And he noticed that when he, like, what he started doing it was, was just like, even if he, did, if he didn't give a fuck, he would just tell them, oh, just buy this one. And then they would do their thing and they didn't care, but if he didn't do that, they would get angry at him. And I have, and I have experienced that in, in my own life, you know, like, yeah. I actually started doing, doing something similar when I, when I, whenever I go to a date, because I actually, my favorite dates are the ones that are not very structured. Like, for example, I like to walk through the city at night, for mm -hmm. example, something like that. But I noticed some, something similar to what this guy described. Uh, many times I went to a date and there was a point in which I, I noticed that the woman was like getting a bit like, what the fuck, what is this guy? <laughs> well, because she wasn't decisive. Because she didn't know like where we were going. So what I do nowadays is that I pick a spot or something like that, but the actual date is like just the walking or whatever. Or yeah. Maybe we forget about it. But they just need you to like point a, a, at, a scene, a, at a direction or something like that, which is really, it's really weird. Do you think that's uh, a gender thing? Or do you think that's just like people just get irritated if you're not um, organised? No, I think it's sure. more... A, more, I, I think both, but I think there's certainly a gender thing. Mm. Like for women, for women particularly, I have a friend here that is that you can see it so clearly. Like if we're going out and, and there's no plan, she she doesn't go. She doesn't get angry or anything, but she she just cannot put it put that together. Like she's like, she just doesn't go. She's like, oh no, I'm staying. Yeah. But if you just have a plan, she doesn't care about which the plan is. It's just like, and I do think that women are more like that. Probably mm. not all. Like maybe maybe. Yeah, there's some fucking women who scare the shit out of me. Like some women who are just like, that, I'm a I'm a fucking beta cook, me. I'm just like a simp. Do you know? I'm just all this lovey dovey bullshit. And I you just have. To, I am. I'm not gonna fucking deny it. I'm just like when it no, comes no. when it comes to relation. Yeah, you know, I'm like oh, all all this lovey dovey yeah. shit. That's what I want to be. I I'm, I I don't like being this fucking serious. Con, he's like, you, gotta, you have to dress this way. You have to do this. This. Yeah, way. no, but it's it's actually it's not like that, man. Yeah. What I've noticed is actually it's, it's not something that you have to do. It's it's just some bullshit that you have to remove, mm. and your instinct happens na naturally, you know. And then and then you find somebody who who goes along with it. Like uh, I remember 
my ex-girlfriend did something wonderful for me, you know, because one day she told me, I want you to rape me. Now, it was like, it wasn't, but it was, it, there was a context, so it wasn't, ob it obviously wasn't rape, you know, there mm. was a context. But I actually liked that she used that word, yeah. because it, it removed the, the, there was a part of me that wanted to, like, be more dominant, so to speak, that I was withholding, that I was kind of, yeah, because it's bad. Yeah. And when she told me that shit, man, like, like it felt like a weight get off, got off my my shoulders, you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't anything weird, like, with, like yeah. nothing really weird happened. Right. It was just like, what approach did you take to the raping? Was it like <laughs> spiking the drink? <laughs> no, you gotta have a safe word. Honestly, I had I was started to get like a, I never actually did this with a girl. We started to get into it because I was the one that was interested. Yeah in this and it was just like okay we have a safe word and like at some point this may happen and just like if it gets too intense like you just say the word and we're done like it's just over and that's that's really the way to handle it because you don't want to like talk about it in the moment because it ruins the fun of it yeah. um but if you just have like if you talk about it beforehand and you know what the person... They, here's the thing. If you've been with somebody and you're comfortable enough to do, to do this, you know what the person likes or doesn't like. So you're not going to do things to them that they don't like. Right. And you can so, also kind of read it better. Like what, yeah. Like so you kind of know how they're doing. Um, and like, you just have to... It's honestly just a level of trust. It's just a level of like, we're, gonna, we're going down... Whatever weird thing you want to do with somebody, you just... You have a level of trust. And um, you just... You have an escape plan. And you know that like when this... When the word is said you jump the fuck off the bed. Like, it's, it's over. At that point, when the safe word comes out, it's done. Um, is, is how I and how people I know have rape done... People. Have raped people. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, safely raped people. Consensual rape. But I think, I think you are on this. I don't... There is something I think that it's like... I, I think of it in terms of probability. Like, what is the probability that a person in a relationship needs the other person to take the lead and be decisive? And maybe if you're a guy, maybe the probability is 30 to 40%. But if you're a woman, maybe the probability is 60 to 70. So I think, yes, I think there are differences between, like, I, I think that it, it does differ based on people, but I think there is something to be said that the majority of relationships I see where somebody wants the other person to make the plans tend to be the woman wanting the guy to make the plans. But I also know what you're saying with this is like, uh, you don't, like, you don't want to have to go pretend to be this macho man and like, cause that's not you. And, and, but I also, here's the thing. It's like, let's say you're dating a girl who's like kind of shy, right? Yeah, yeah. But if she like wears something slightly revealing, that almost makes it like, like her fucking irresistible. Cause she's just usually not this kind of person, but she's, so I think there's like, there's like, there's like a gray room. Like it may not be your natural state and it's not that you should be fake, but Sometimes you 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 put on a little bit more dominance for somebody else because it's and it doesn't even have to be, it can be anything but there's like something this other person likes and it's it's a little bit out of your comfort zone and you're not gonna pretend to be this person all the time but you can kind of inhabit it for them you know what I mean like there's nothing better than someone who's super shy acting like a slut. You know, but it may not be super comfortable. And you don't want to make them be a slut all the time if they're not comfortable yeah, with it. Yeah, sucking people off in the bathroom. And sucking them bathroom. <laughs> in the supermarket. Again. That's not what I meant by being a slut, you fucking bitch. <laughs> just go around sucking and fucking everybody. Yeah, yeah, dude. But you know what I mean. It's, I know what you mean. Yeah, you want yeah. it to be sucking and fucking you, not 
But I just, I think there's like, I can respect, I've learned to respect a little bit more where it's like, as I used to be like you completely, where it's like, I don't want to ever pretend to be something I'm not. But on the other hand, I like, sometimes I'm asking other people to be something or act a way that's kind of a little bit out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I should, I should also be willing to be flexible with my comfort zone. Yeah. I yeah, that, that, that's interesting. That's what I learned to do with this stuff about planning dates, for example, because my yeah. natural personality is actually like, I, I actually don't like planning. Yeah. Like for me, the fun of a date is not having a specific <laughs> yeah. plan. But, but I don't do it in a fake way, you know? It's not like I come with a plan. I'm just like, oh, let's go eat something at that place. And that's it. And it usually doesn't happen. We usually, usually yeah. the date that I want happens, which is just talking shit and walking around. But, but it's like... A, I could tell them, you know, if they were to ask, I would tell them that I do that on purpose. Yeah. But I actually don't give a fuck about the plan. Yeah. Like it's not, it's like you don't have to hide anything or, or anything like that. And I think, I think honestly, the number one thing you're asking, like, how do you, how do you rate people consensually? <laughs> is honestly, you talk about it. The the thing that you have to do in a relationship is talk. You talk about what you want. You talk about what you like. You talk about what you don't like. Yeah, and I mean, you talk about what you're insecure yeah, about. Yeah. You yeah. just, you just fucking talk. Yeah, I, also, I also read a woman speaking about this and it was so clear and I really liked it because she said like I want him to ask you and he, he was she was talking about his uh, husband I believe like I think they were married or, or at least in long term and, and she said like I want him to assume yes until I say no like, I don't want him to ask me yes or no I want him to assume yes yeah. until I say no when I say no then it's no but and then there's something on the side of the woman women too you know because there are women who actually do this no but yes, yeah. no. Oh, I don't deal with that shit. Mate, I'm, fucking oh, You can't flirt with me, but I'm, I'm dating your best friend. <laughs> There's a good Bill Burr joke where he's like, um, he says, no means no. He's going, well, it doesn't. You go, like, if you go in, um, no, like, no means no. But no, stop it. Don't do it. <laughs> no. That bit, that's, that's different. It's like, Flirtatious, <laughs> but it's fucking yeah. It's irritating. Yeah. It's Someone... hard for guys because sometimes no I means she really wants no, yeah. right. and sometimes like no is like yes. Yeah. So it, and women like women want you to know already what what they want from you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. And 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 the thing is like that is a part where women like you like a, a mature woman. Well, no, like, okay, like, in my heart of hearts, I just want him to fucking know what I want. Yeah. But like, that's not a reasonable expectation. Maybe if he if he surprises me by already knowing what I wanted, I should just appreciate it when it happens. Yeah. So exactly. a mature woman understands it. Exactly. An immature woman does not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I used to put that weight on my shoulders, you know. I used to think, what am I doing wrong? Until I finally realized it also happened with my ex-girlfriend because she did it one time. Like she like I, we were about to, you know, get get to the action and she was like, No, and and, and I kinda kept doing it a little bit and she was like, No, and I was like, Okay. And that was it, no problem. And yeah. then she told me like something like, oh, why didn't you keep it going? I was like, because he told me no. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And at that time I was like, like how, the, you know, how the fuck do you solve that? But I actually solved that problem in my mind. It's like, I just don't do it and it's on her. And oh, if yeah, she actually yeah. wanted it, then you're stupid because you said no. And, and it's more than that because the way I explained it to her it was like, look, when I'm on that state, I'm on my fucking animal brain. You remember you told me you wanted me to rape you, right? Like, and so I, I'm there. I'm, I'm, when you tell me the word no, you're engaging my rational mind, which is a fucking turn off, because that's what yeah. I don't want at that moment. So it's like, it's 
It's just stupid. That's why you have a say for it. That's why if she wants to right. say no, right. she can say no all she wants. But yeah. when she says avocado, yeah. then you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. But like, no, is she can say no all she wants. <laughs> <laughs> just take that. I'm just sniff that bit and just say like, she can say no all she wants. And then it's just like, Jacob cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a great Louis C.K. You know Louis C.K.? Yeah. It's a great joke. Have you ever seen his joke about the girl who wants to be raped? So he's like, he's like, oh yes, I met this girl, this like this waitress at a bar. And we go back to my room, and I start touching. She's like, no, stop, stop. And he's like, well, then she calms down. We keep going. He's like, no, no, no. So eventually we stop. We go home, each to our own room. And then the next day she asks me, well, wait, why didn't you have sex with me last night? He's like. Am I supposed to rape you on the off chance that you like it? Right, right. Because right. yeah. there are, I mean... Yeah, they, they, that happens a lot. It, it does. It yeah. does. Yeah. It's my, very hard for men. Yeah. yeah. My ex-girlfriend had the, had the stuff going on. Yeah. <coughs> because she did the both things. She told me that. And then she also told me no, but kind of yes. She didn't do it all the time, you know. Yeah. But she had this stuff going on. Yeah. And I actually think it's just... Stupid, you know, I used to fucking whip my... I, I thought that I was not getting it. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, should I or should I not? But it's just like... If I were the woman, I, I had to figure it out. Like, you have to find a way to transmit that. If that's what you want, even. Yeah. You have to find a way to let the guy know that he can rape you without it actually being rape. Or, if you just if you just like for a guy to assume... Like, even talking about dates. If you are dating a guy and you're like, I just want him to take me out. And if I really don't want to do something, I'll let him know. Then you tell him that. Tell him, tell him like, yeah. look, you just pick where we go, and then if I really hate it, I'll tell you. But I'd rather you just always pick, even if, and you just you gotta tell people. But it's, yeah. it's hard because when I feel like there's a lot of stories like, oh, so and such and such man acted shitty, or such and such man did bad thing, but, and sometimes, sometimes or or woman, sometimes people do bad things, but. I hate that we never have context because a lot of times when a really bad thing happens, it's not like the other side was being an angel. And I'm saying right. if women's been a woman has been shitty or a man has been shitty, there's usually context yes. for what is going. It's like we were talking about underage people, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the girl. It's like what's traumatic to her. She wanted to fuck the older guy. You know. It's like I don't know. Okay, exactly. look. If I had someone, not fifth. That's a little young because here the age is fifteen. But let's say I had. <laughs> It's 15 here, yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> you were really excited by that. You have a girlfriend. But let's say, let's say I'm, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm going through a slump. It's been two or three years since I fucked. Yeah. Okay, and let's say, because this is something that actually, like, made me uncomfortable teaching. Is yeah. like, let's say I was teaching, not here, but in a, in a U.S. high school where the mm -hmm. age is 18. Because mm -hmm. you could, you could, even a legal student, you should never fuck, I believe. Yeah. But like, let's say 17-year-old and someone who is just, gorgeous right and you are it's after school whatever and no one would know and she's i mean she's sexually mature and she fucking wants the dick yeah. like it's not that i would do it but i realized how incredibly difficult it would be to say no right. like it was a weird thing for me to realize like oh i would have a really hard time saying no to a gorgeous ripe beautiful woman who just desperately wants me mind body and soul yep. yeah. like and it would be hard um sure. and i think for women probably too like i think if you i mean it probably goes both ways um and so i just it's hard it's i don't know i don't know there's no answer to it but it's just it's tricky it, and i think it's it's you shouldn't rush to rush to judgment on these things because you don't know 
It's like not every okay, not every seventeen year old that fucks a twenty five year old, mm. you know. It's not like the guy was always this predator who was like looking to fuck a seventeen year old. Well, it's what is, I guess the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Have you ever? There's something interesting that happened to me sometime. Have you ever felt this feeling inside of you? I, I, like you don't have to answer it, you know, because it's usually seen as something extremely negative. But I don't think it is. You, you know that sometimes you hear that something maybe like rape or something like that happened to a woman, and you get this feeling inside of you that is almost like an anger towards her. Probably if it's somebody that's somewhat closer, maybe a friend or something like that. No, but something like that even happened to you. Um. So I'll share a personal story. So like, uh, anger against her or anger on her behalf? Against her. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Not necessarily like like super, but yeah, a little bit of, of like a... So in the Me Too kind of crap, they will call that victim shaming, right? And that, that does exist. I'm not denying that oh, it yeah. doesn't exist. But I think that there's a lot of what, what happened to me. This time I was reading this article about a woman that got raped. And as she was describing it, my level of this type of anger was growing towards her. I was like, are you fucking retarded? You know, like... This, oh, like this, like, why would you be taking better care of yourself? How did you put yourself in this situation? Exactly, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. And many people call, are calling that victim blaming, but it's actually, it's actually on behalf of her, her at the end of the day. Because it's like, I was reading this shit and I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you damn right got raped, you're an idiot. But then, this woman did something that many of them don't do, that she actually took responsibility. At the end of the of the this article, she actually said like, "Yeah, I was a fucking reader. Like, I actually got the signals from the beginning, but I was thinking that you know I had to be cool or whatever, and at the end I got fucked, and that's what happened. And at that moment, my anger like dissipated, and I felt respect towards her. I was like, holy, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you for recognizing it. Yeah. You were you were gonna make a point. Well, firstly, do you want me to go at any? You're welcome to stay, yeah. Do you, I was saying what do you want me to do? Do you want me to go or stay? Are you comfortable? You say I'm, as long as you want. I'm comfortable saying it's going quite, quite yeah, a Yeah, I think this is quite a good discussion, yeah. yeah. I really need to pee, so I'll go piss. <laughs> but I have, I have a story related to that one, so... No, and I think there's something to be said about the victim shaming thing, because it's... It's like... I... Like, I don't want to be raped. So, like... <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't matter if like the street is like full of rapists. Okay, let's say this. Let's say my street outside my window is just full of rapists. Okay, like I I fundamentally don't want to get raped, so I'm going to take steps not to be raped. It's not right, right, right. that there are rapists out there on the streets right. who are waiting to rape me. Right. But like I I I'm not gonna like go, go about my life normally. And it's what I would tell my daughter. It's like look, like. It's not fair. It's not fair that you can't go have a good time and then walk home by yourself at 2 in the morning and be safe. It's not right. It's not fair. But on the other hand, you don't want to get raped. And right. I don't want you to get raped. So please do the things that you have to do so you don't get raped. Right. And it's people get so mad like, but we're just taking all the blame away. Well, no, you're, right. not, you're, not, you're not taking blame away from the, the pieces of shit that rape. Yeah, women. exactly. You're not at all. <laughs> You're just trying to prevent this awful traumatic thing from happening to people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think man, this this might be the most controversial thing about it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> that is like, I think women are actually <coughs> becoming weaker. More weak, and, weak and, more weak than they should. And again, it's not like victim blaming. It's like, yes, rape is wrong. But 
isn't it more more ideal to be the kind of woman that can get raped and still not lose her dignity, like still not lose her uh, mind about it? You yeah. Know? I mean, ideally, I'm saying like that you should expect that, but it's obviously better to be able to be raped and still survive. Well, and I think not, I think right? you can even take rape in a in a metaphorical sense. I want to let you get your point that you were going to make, and then I want to respond to what he said. Also, is it where the mic is for him? All right, will it pick him up? I think it's better just to leave it as is, because then I can just do some post-editing. And... Right. Uh, so I know somebody who I was personally involved with, and um, it was like a relationship, and she cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, initially it was like, she cheated on me. And then it's like, the conversation got further, and it was like, she told me the story of what had happened. Then it changed from like cheating to like, oh, I've been raped. So I was like, okay, let's break down the scenario. So the scenario was, she was on a night out with someone in a uni accommodation and they'd all been out. And then in the kitchen, they started kissing. And she texted me like, oh, um, I don't know what to do, just kiss this guy. But obviously being involved, I was like, well, well, go fuck yourself. It's like, <laughs> like, well, look, go fuck yourself. I don't want to. It was his girlfriend, and she's texting him that, yeah. Then I was like, well, go fuck you, fuck yourself, blah, blah. And a day after, I'd calm down or whatever, and then we'd speak about it. And she's like, oh, well, I don't know what to do about it. I didn't actually just kiss him. Yeah. Then we started talking about it, and then she was saying she was drunk. And then, like, she said she'd passed out and she'd woke up with her um, on the bed. She remembers being in the kitchen, but she can't remember getting to the bed yeah. with her um, knickers or yeah. pants down to here and she woke up like that and was like oh um, and then she was like oh yeah so I thought I was raped I was like right okay <laughs> I was like oh okay and then like she ended up sleeping with him again after yeah. after it was like oh yeah I was seeing if you raped me I was like that was, so, so she asked the guy no no, no she, she, she asked. had sex with the guy the first time and she like woke up doesn't remember it so she's like oh I was raped then she had sex with him again and said, oh, I just wanted to see if she had raped me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So she wanted to, to check the, like, if she could recognize... Right? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's bullshit. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so I was like... But so I, at this time, I was like, oh, naive um, simp. You have to love your uh, girlfriend no matter. You have to believe the whatever they say. Believe women. Believe, yeah. And I was like, okay. I, I did take that approach. I was like, okay, I'll believe you. And then it, the relationship failed yeah. anyway. But that's so, yeah. that's actually fucking dark for a woman to do that. Like, I know I know only one girl that got actually raped. And he's, here's how it looked like. She was at her home. Two guys came in, tied her family up, and fucked her. The two of them. That's rape. That's, that's definitely rape. rape. Yeah. <laughs> that's, if, if there <laughs> is rape, that's... Yeah. 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 She's she not was going, sober. Avocado! Avocado! Let me go! Exactly. And she was sober, you know, like, yeah. there's no, like... There's no gray area. Exactly, yeah. exactly, no gray area. <laughs> no. And she actually, <coughs> she got over it, like, she, it didn't even, of course she was sad, of course she was scary and was a shitty situation, but yeah. I respected her so much because she did not take any amount of advantage to get some... Oh, any of it, you know? Like, she, she told us some stuff and she was kind of sad with stuff, but that, that's it. And she got over it. And now yeah. she's married and she has a kid and she's, like, perfectly fine. And and it's such a fucking dark thing that is happening that women are taking rape as if it was some, it's almost like a competition, you know? It's like, no, I got raped. I got raped. Oh, I got raped when I was 15. I 
think this is something that people do, and I don't think it's. I think it's like self victimization because I think yep. this is. It's like it's not. It's not. It could be rape. It can be your uh, your upbringing. It can be your parents. It can be how people have treated you. It can be anything, yep. but it's not just sexual. But it's like people feel guilty about their success. Like I think there's a certain amount of people. I think because I went to school with these people. I went to university like. Mm-hmm. The liberal elite, like wealthy, wealthy parents, they have wealthy jobs, they never really had difficulty. And a lot of them actually in their heart of hearts feel very bad. Because it's one thing if you see a poor black person in Harlem and you think, well, man, that sucks, but I've had my difficulties too and I've gotten where I'm at through hard work. It's another thing if you think, if you think whether it's true or not, I had everything given to me and this person was given nothing and it's completely unfair. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of guilt, I think, takes two forms. One is this excessive concern that woke people have for minorities is to assuage their own guilt at their right. relative advantage. Right. I think, two, the adoption of being a victim, like trying to find ways in which you have had difficulty, right. is a way for you not to feel such a distance between the poverty and difficulties of other people. Well, they're poor, but I was raped when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, I'm very wealthy, but I'm going to fight for them to, to break so much all the oppression that they have. And I think the problem with it is, is it's not that there are not groups in this world that are oppressed and that are discriminated against, and it's not that people don't have difficulties and bad things happen to them, but... It's that we're using these things. It's really not about fixing the problems or understanding one's own advantages and disadvantages. It's a way of working off excess guilt. And instead of recognizing, oh, I have this guilt about the way I was brought up and about my advantages, so I'm not going to make use of them. Or I'm going to choose a difficult route. Or I'm going to try to do things on my own. Like There are ways that you can, that you can live your life to where you're not shooting yourself in the foot but you are doing things for yourself instead of resting on the laurels and resources of those who support you. But instead of actually making that very hard decision to like follow your dreams or live on your own means or have your own success, you have these ancillary ways of trying to work off the guilt. And fuck that. Fuck that to the nth fucking degree. Yes, man. I think you... (coughs) I think that's exactly right. That's interesting. I think there's... There's also an acceptance of, like, if you feel guilty of your upbringing, most of the time there's, there's nothing you can really do about it. Right. Like, Except taking advantage of the advantage yeah, you have. Yeah, no. it's... Adva- it, okay, well, so what's wrong with somebody being born into a family <coughs> that's wealthy and they're going to have better opportunities than other people? Right. They can't control it. They've right. just been born out of this vagina... That right. it's just yeah. happened at this fucking time, yeah, exactly. but it's this big push. I'm like, oh, you you should feel guilty for your upbringing. You should feel yeah. guilty that everyone else in the world has it quite difficult compared to right. you, compared to this group of people. Right. And it's like, I yeah, I, I think we can all understand that some people have it bad. Some people right. have it better than us. Some people yeah. have it worse. It's like, is that just the natural flow of things? Like, yeah, um, it's not like I, I feel like people aren't. Most common people aren't going out there not knowing that they're oppressing other people. Right. Like, that they're denying other people 
opportunities. Most common people. Maybe el- elites with billionaires, billionaires with loads of money, they might deny some opportunities right. to some people, but most, I'd say, us three, it's like, what, what are we doing to stop black minority people getting oppressed? It's like, I try not to do that. And what I had an argument with this um, this American girl and Canadian girl because they were like, oh, I, I had my head shaved at this point and I was white. And all they kept saying oh. to me was like, you're a white, you're a white cisgender male, like you need to look at your, your white privilege. I, love I was like, shit. I was like, right, okay. I was like, so me, we were on the same flight to Malta, we were going to. I was like, so I said to her, I was like, what's the difference between me and you? It's like, why are you on this flight? Why do you have this opportunity rather than someone else? Like, what, why do you get to take such an advantage as well? Like, if you're going to just point things at everyone, it's like, well, you could look at yourself and say the exact same thing. I could look at you and say, well, why do you get to go and study in uh, Newcastle in England? That's not a privilege, to be honest. Newcastle's uh, quite a shit place in England. But it's like, how far do you take it? Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, she's a woman, so she's inherently oppressed by the yeah. patriarchal system of society. That's hilarious, man. I actually love when I found, when I found out and they started telling me that shit. Because it's such an opportunity, like to troll. <laughs> I start telling them. I usually start telling, telling the idea that it's like, yeah. like, oh, thank you, like, like you know, like, oh, no, no, like, I've never felt so important, you know. It's like my presence is fucking oppressing you. It's like, holy shit, you know, I must have yeah. something going on. You know? It's also like, what if you just fucking sat there and it's like, oh, you're, you're oppressed. He's like, I'm just fucking existing. I'm like, I'm just here. I'm not. Exactly. You know, it's not like. We're yeah, all... You should start taking the compliment, man. It's like, <laughs> like, fuck yeah, I'm an oppressor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you need to go out for a smoke? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you just buzz four, I can let you back in. What? If you buzz four. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that was that got interesting. <laughs> I don't know. A Do you want to tell a story? or you, You're welcome to stay as long as you want, or... Uh, Christina's making pancakes. Okay. I'm not sure when she is, but that sounds very persuading. Okay. So I'll probably wait until the natural flow of this ends and then go back. There was no plan. No, no. It's gonna, this is going to be a bitch to edit because yeah. I'm going to... I don't know how I'm going to do this fucking... the sound, but we'll, I'll find a way to make it work. I can probably... I might just use one track. Because um, I, I didn't plan this at all, but it's like, well, the mics are on, we're talking, <laughs> might as well just roll with it. Yeah, yeah dude... It's funny because I feel like Bill Burr is the best for like the whole patriarchy thing. Like, yeah. you've heard his joke about where he's like, "Oh, you're sipping your fucking margarita in the mall. Like, aren't you so fucking oppressed? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, you poor white woman. Yeah, dude. It's because I don't know. Like, people do have structural disadvantages, and yeah. there have been like, but I think, like, I don't know. Are women? Are have women historically been oppressed by men? I don't know. Most of... It's a good question. Because if you look at, like, Victorian England, yeah. that, that's not an era... But even then, like, it's an, it's an industrial era. Yeah. Like, it is, it is still a physical work era. Yeah. So it's like, of course the moneymaker are going to be, like, the people with the bodies better suited to, like, do physical labor. Yeah, yeah. So it's not... It's like the, the whole idea that, like, because women were mainly at home and because men were earning income... Therefore, like, men are... Str- I mean, I don't know, like, at what point do you just, like, say, like, well, then there is no God. Because, like, you can't... 
maybe it's not right. Maybe it's not right that one gender has a physical superiority writ large over the other. Like maybe it's not right. Like maybe it would be better if we were both physically equal, but somebody didn't fucking make us that way or we didn't involve that way. Yeah. It's like we're turned on by weird shit and one half of us is stronger than the other half and one half of us like in order to bring new life in the world is like spends months a year like unable to function at a hundred percent and it's like that's super weird and it's an argument not in favor of a god but it exists like i didn't i didn't i didn't come up with this world i just live in it yeah so well that's what probably gets quite irritating about is that it feels like when you're probably getting preached to by somebody about this shit, it's like yeah. you're, you're repressing people or whatever. It's like it's not my fault that I've come out as a fucking man with a dick, and it's yeah. not my fault that I don't give birth. I don't give birth to kids. It's like that's what the it just happens with women. Like I think over the past sixty years, society's developed really fucking quickly. For example, the creation of the birth control pill is fucking brilliant because it's like you have now these women instead of where they had to stay at home and be a carer for the, the children, it's like, well, they can develop careers. Yeah. But it's it's also a choice. Like, it is a choice for, as a man or even as a woman, for wanting or not wanting to have kids. Yeah. And, I, like, okay, I think once we get to, like, 30, 35. For us, as, as men, we can just go around just still fucking people and it's like, you can still have kids. Yeah. But for women, biologically, they... It becomes more difficult. Yeah, it's going to become much more difficult. So, naturally, that puts women behind in society because you have nine months out of a career, yeah. out of work, and then it's like, you've got, you know, you've got to spend time with the kids, you've got to spend time growing these people and it's like, that inevitably takes a toll on your career life. No, and, and this is the problem I have because I think the argument, if I've, I've thought, well, because I mean, we are all men in this room and so it's like, of course we're like offended by the notion that we're oppressors. Mm. Um, so I've tried to like, try to think, well, you know, is there an argument for the favor of the patriarchy? But I think the, the argument about the patriarchy is like, it's not that there are that there, because even like now, birth control, and thanks to most like now to the service economy where jobs are like intellectual and and relationship based instead of like actual physical labor based, it's it's advantage women probably, and it's like it's not, and like good for them, good thing, right? But it's like it's not, like no group of powerful men was trying to oppress women by making men stronger physically than women or making women like have to sit out of work because they get pregnant. Like it wasn't like with uh, the argument of the patriarchy is not like the argument argument that patriarchy exists is not that, Oh, like there are, there are natural advantages for men in the way that labor has been in human history. The argument is that labor in human history has been structured around the advantages of men because men inherently or powerful men have tried subconsciously or consciously to oppress women, which is nuts because it's like 
that's that's a conspiracy theory one like it's just like some vague power has decided to oppress women but it's like man like manifestly not true like we didn't have fucking supercomputers and and chips from Nvidia to make a service economy possible we had like the engine wasn't invented until 1800s like a steam engine so like the idea that somehow the way labor happens is like the way that like capital is created and things are made which accumulate more capital is somehow like intentionally biased against women is nuts because it involves literally force. Like the creation of, of, of capital up to this point in human history has involved the use of force, which devolves the strength and availability, which and availability to use strength, which is structurally against women. So if you have anything to blame, it should not be like powerful men in history. It has to be God it's either God himself or human biology. Like I don't know who who else you blame. And maybe God sucks. Maybe God is a chauvinist, right? Maybe God hates women. You know? Maybe he does. I don't know. That's if if so called God. If a so called God exists. exists. But if there is a God, there's an argument to be made that he's a misogynist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean honestly, if if God exists, he he hates he I if God exists, he must hate us. Cause it's like we're tempted to do things we don't want to do. We're inherently unequal in a way that leads to oppression. Yeah. Um, or or we're, we're inherently... Like, there are inequalities between different groups. No, that's... Well, yeah. Whether there's inherent inequalities or whether... Because it's like not all inequality... I'm just rambling now. It's, it's okay not, if I ramble. Yeah, it's like cool. I had friends who were just like, all hierarchies... All hierarchies are artificial. Which is... Some hierarchies are artificial. And some hierarchies are based on competency. And some hierarchies are based on natural advantages. And it's important not to say like, well, if there are, there, this group is, is disadvantaged because they are naturally not as good. That's bullshit. Like some people just get taken advantage of. Yep. But it's like there are between, I'm not just saying men and women, but like between the old and the young, okay? Or between the middle-aged and the old. Between, between the middle-aged and the old, or between, like, just between people from rural to urban environments. Like, there are disadvantages that exist in the way things are, and it's like, what kind of God would do that? Like, it's not that we impose this on other people, it's that it's just, it's something inherent in the way that, that humanity is set up. Mm -hmm. So, if you do believe in God, I don't know how you believe in God, without believing in a vicious, vile, like, unfair, wanton, women-hating God. Yeah. Because that seems to be the world that this God has made us fit for. Yeah. I think that, like, when you start thinking like that, <coughs> you can come up with multiple examples as to why would a God exist. So, but I think people are like, oh, pain, suffering. Well, pain and suffering make us, make us richer. I don't even think it's about pain and suffering. I, I want to let you finish your thought. But people are always like, I always found like the argument against God because suffering exists to be a weak argument. Yeah. Okay. But I think inequality and disadvantages and weird temptations that like to do things that we know are wrong are a better argument against God's existence, mm -hmm. or at least in favor of like a wanton God. But anyway, finish your thought. Well, I'd actually, I was going to tell you a story. So the other on Halloween. Um, so someone I work with is Christian 
And it was the first openly Christian person I'd met. And by that, I mean she'd talk about God and she would pray after, when we'd get food. So it surprised me. And when I was going through like, all, the, all the visa shit, she would open say to me, oh I'm, oh, I'm actually praying for you. Which kind of spooked me out a little bit. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. So I was like, so how, how do you pray for me? I was like, well, no, that, that <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's that mean? So I, I remember when I was younger and I was at, because in England when you go to a primary school, it's like you're kind of forced to go to church. And sometimes, you know, I'd go home, I'd, I'd pray, but it'd be like, for, you know, for stupid shit. It'd be like, oh, I hope that when I'm older I can play Gears of War. Like, because it's. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I couldn't buy Gears of War when I was fucking eight, so my mum would buy it for me because it was an 18 year old game. So, what, you know what I mean? I was just praying for stupid shit. And then, I, I don't know, I, I, my brother kind of converted me and was like, this is a lot of bullshit. And it, then, that, you could, like, I wasn't nine years old and completely coming up with great philosophy philosophy ideas against God it was just like this just seems pretty weird yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I just don't seem to like this so I'm not yeah. going to do it um, that was my experience as well it was like yeah this is like just fucking weird man yeah so on Halloween we got me and my mate Danny got invited to a Christian Halloween party and I was like okay I'll go and we were promised drums and guitars so we were like okay we bring guitar we'll play and then, as soon as we got there, it was like, oh, they said you can't use the drums and guitar. So I was joking, I was like, they're gonna try. You can only play if you're a member. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. and I was like, what's going on here? You're trying to convert me, are you? Uh -huh. and, you know, I'll see what's going on. So, it was just like, there was some Christian things going on. And then this guy, they showed a movie, like a Halloween movie, and it's, at the end of it, this guy goes, what can we all remember about this, this movie and he goes it said there's something out there there's something out there but my mate was like yeah like the spooky bald ghost that's gonna eat your family <laughs> but it was like everyone in the room knew that he was gonna go on like some spiritual god rank god rant and my mate was just like yeah like some spooky monster that's gonna eat all your family and it just went really quiet but I, I, I get in them moments where you know where you shouldn't laugh but you just fucking uncontrollably laugh so I'm like this going oh my god so I'm laughing and I ended up, say, up saying to the guy at the end like listen I'm sorry I was laughing at what you were saying I respect that you, you know you've got your beliefs I, I don't particularly believe in god myself like I just think that I, I don't know I, I, I don't I can't really give a, a strong argument for it. I'm just curious about it. So I was asking him, like, how does he pray and all this stuff. Right. But then, Which is a way, sorry to interrupt you, it's a way to get you kicked out of it. Like, because I remember I went to do, when I was a kid, I went to do this uh, confirmation. You know what mm -hmm. that is? Yeah. Because a, a friend of mine, uh, was a girl, was doing it, and she basically told me, yes, come, come, come. I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, why not? And I went there, and I was... Just like you said, I will ask questions sometimes, but they weren't mean-spirited. They were yeah, actually, yeah. I was curious, you know, they, they were talking about this and that, and I was like, oh, how about this and that? And I I started getting the feeling that they fucking hated me, that they didn't want me there. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like they, they would get, well, there was like a tension or something as well, so I just, I just went out of that crowd. You know? Yeah, so I was talking to this guy who was the, the something out there type of guy. And I was like, oh, I was telling him some stories. I was like, and then he just was like, you know, uh, it's not going to make you any less cool. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, 
you know, well, you look quite cool with what you're wearing, and it's not going to make you any less cool if you like, you know, become like come here and. I was like, I don't think I'm cool. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's going, well, you know, like, if you start praying, it's not going to, like, change up people. I was like, I don't really think that way, to be honest. And I started telling him how I went to Israel because I thought it was fucking interesting. And I'd, I'd seen Palestinians and Israelis and I'd seen the separation there over... Thank you for the donut. Um, over fucking land, over dirt, just people killing each other over patches of fucking dirt. And I've been to. Oh, oh, I'll have another tea, please. Yeah. Um, and I've, like, when I went to Belfast, there's still a fucking fence and a, a wall separating people in a first world country, in a progressive city, and there's a fucking fence separating people over religion. And it's like, so how do you. My argument is like, I, I can't believe in something that's supposedly the the greatest thing for humanity right. when realistically yep. there's all these other wars going on and there's disagreements on a fucking basic human level yep. in these areas that is happening right now so i was like well that's that's why i don't believe yep. but it's, i don't believe it because it's like yeah yeah man i wear my fucking ray-bans i smoke weed i'm so fucking cool <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that, you know, but mm-hmm. lately I have changed my way and what I'm doing now is like that I'm flipping the script, you know, like I, I tell those kind of people that they're not religious. Mm. I just, I mean, it's not like I go out and tell them, but if I'm speaking with somebody and I realize and they're trying to convince me that they're religious and with this bullshit, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll try to let them know that it's like, no, you're not religious, mm. you're full of shit. Well, <laughs> yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like... Oh, that lost me fuck. Go on, carry on. I'll come yeah, back. Yeah, like, like there's a difference, you know. Like, I only met two religious people that I will uh, call religious in my life. Mm-hmm. Both of them, if you have asked me when I was a teenager, I wouldn't have considered them the religious. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, because they were Christians, but they ne- I never, like, not one time saw them like spinning any kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, it was their stuff, and they will. And one of them was my father, and he actually told me something really interesting once when I was a little kid, because my mother was trying to take us to church, and I hated it, and I didn't want to go. And I found out that my father wasn't going. In fact, he never, I never saw him in church with us. And I, I was like, so I went to him, and I told him, like, hey, how come you get not to go to church? Mm-hmm. And he took, like, a couple of seconds to think, and then he told me, like, well, you know, God is my friend. So I don't have to do that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. God is just my friend, you know. So I'm like, I don't have to go and like do all this crap. And in a way, he was hinting at the hypocrisy of, of all this stuff, you know. Yeah. In a way, at least, at least on my interpretation, looking at it at the past, you know. But yeah, so I I I don't take those people's words, I don't take those people as a representation of religions. Mm-hmm. I take them as a representation of religion gone wrong. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important because it's on them. It's like you're fucking making it wrong. You're bullshitting yourself and using using this old stuff, I don't know, for your own bullshit. Yeah. Social posturing, basically. Like some... So this, what else this guy was on about? He was talking about like, heaven and get like he's through saying like you know you need to think about what you can be doing to get to like heaven so I was like well 
Isn't that basically selfish? Because if you're outlining your decisions based on the idea that I have to get to heaven, I have to get to the good, this good place, then you might not be thinking of what's the actual good thing to be doing in that moment of time because right. it's self-interest. You're going, well, if I want to get to heaven, then I've got to be this way, this way, right. this way. But if you're thinking of like, well, oh, hang on a minute, in this moment in time, I have to do the good thing for everybody. Right, right. Whereas if you've always got that interest in, I'm going to do the good thing to get somewhere good, then I think it's self-interest. Yes, uh, I agree 100%. And I, 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 some people get even entitled about it. It's like, on their life, it's like, no, you yeah. know, I've been praying, and then something yeah. bad happens, and they get in, they, they're like entitled towards their own belief in God. <laughs> and they feel entitled about it. It's like, no, and it's insane. It's like, like I, I respect it though. I like what I was saying when I was there. It's like they had their little community and they had food, and I think it's good that people have this community. Yeah. But what I, I don't like is the kind of preachy trying to convert people right. to like right. that side of the argument. Like you, right. just having a discussion yeah. is better than like a manipulative conversation. Yeah, to be like, yeah, yeah. Oh well, come join us. Yeah, I'm try, trying to sell you the idea that you're like fundamentally wrong and you don't know what life is about, but we're going to tell you, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to solve that problem. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't know either. What the fuck are you telling, talking about? Yeah, yeah. Because people, I mean, they don't know. They don't know exactly. 100% of what they're saying is true. Exactly. How can you, how can you like... Yeah, I, I've, the older and older I get, the more and more I, I just, like, I don't have much patience for judgment. Like, a right. judgment of other, because you don't know why right. somebody does something. Right. And you don't know what the circumstances around it are. And then, like, you yourself don't necessarily know what is right. Like, who are you to, like, who thought the fuck made you the immoral authority? Yeah. You know? Right. Which is, which is, funnily enough, it's exactly what Jesus Christ is all about. That's another thing that I thought, it has blown my mind. Like, according to what I've been able to understand reading the Bible, because I've been reading the Bible lately. Okay. Because it's extremely interesting. And I haven't read the whole thing. But from what I've read, and I've been able to understand, <laughs> on my experience, the people that I've met that are closer to the actual thing are atheists. Or, or, or at least they will call themselves atheists. Okay. Because what, what he just said, for example, is, is, fucking, is one of the few things that is clear as fuck that Jesus literally tells people, like, no, you don't fucking get to judge other people because you're also an idiot, basically. Mm. And, it, and, it, and it's clear as fuck, like, it happens several times, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's literally like, judge judge not lest you be judged. It's right. It's also like... And take the beam out of your own eye before pointing out the... The, the speck in your, in your brothers, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's definitely... Yeah, no, it's, it's in there, right? It's in there. Yeah. And I mean, the... I mean, even he, like, it's, you know, you, you can you can make an argument that he's bringing his own orthodoxy and he's replacing the, the Jewish one, but you could also make the argument that he's against all orthodoxy because he, yeah. you know, the, or, the you're not supposed to work on, on the Sabbath and his disciples are picking grains. Right. And it's like, well, or it's like there are, or, you know, Peter has the vision in the Acts of the Apostles, like, 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 clean up and eat, and he sees all the unclean beasts and he's supposed to eat them. And it's like... 
I mean, the gospel and Acts, but especially the gospels, in some sense, are an argument against rules. Right. I mean, even right. even Paul's letter to the Romans is is Jesus like the freedom of Christ is is the freedom from the law. Right. And I mean, you could there you know you can spin it, and I think the Catholic Church does well. They're talking about the Jewish law, yeah, not the new law. But if you take it just at face value, it's talking about orthodoxy, no matter what its form. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's talking. It's basically telling that, that, that you have to think for yourself in a way, and, and that you have to develop common sense in a way. Like, I, I, it was funny to me when I read the 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 is it the Gospels, like the for Matthew and yeah, the Gospels, the Gospels, because I could call it like a treatise on common sense. Like the whole Jesus is going around, literally, like telling people, use your fucking common sense. Like the one you mentioned, you know, like there was a guy and the ship fell into a hole and he's like, oh, I cannot pick it up because it's Sunday or something like that. And he's like, no, like if your ship falls into a fucking hole, you just pick, pick, pick it out. <laughs> like, <you just laughs> grab it and take it out. <coughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's really interesting because, it, as you say, it is about like not, uh, not allowing yourself to be bullshit by loss and... and and actually finding the stuff from within, right? Like finding what, what is right from within. So it basically attacks any kind of, of organized religion that is based on these are the rules of how to live. Yeah, it's, cause it's, I just, cause you know, I don't know, I mean, growing, we both grow up Catholic, yeah. So it's like growing up Catholic, you know, Catholics think they already know yeah. what problems people have with their religion right. and they have an answer ready. Mm -hmm. But what, what, what actually happens is like they don't realize the real question people have, which is just, right. I'm living life. And like, it's like, cause like, like, I think there's something to be said about Jesus shows up. He's like, yeah, when you, she when you see your sheep in a hole, you're going to pick the damn sheep up. Right. And I think that the problem that really people have with religion is like, they go to it without having any background in it, and, and then like your experience, like you go and see it, and you're like, this is just kind of weird, and it's kind of unnecessary, right. and there's things they're telling me about how like how I work and how I should live life that are like not that don't jive with my natural impression of right. what I am and what I think I should do, and it's like, I mean, Jesus would say, well, the sheep's in the hole, you take the sheep out of the hole. Right. You want to do this thing, you do it. You feel like this thing is bad, it's bad. You want to do it and you feel like it's bad, well, don't do it, even though you want to do it. Like, it's pretty simple, but, like, like there's, an, there's, an, there's an argument that Jesus argues against the unnatural. And people who aren't familiar with, with the religion get exposed to it, and then you think, well, this is very unnatural. Why would I do this thing that doesn't jive with, like, my sense of how the world works? Right. And the, the sense of the way things are. Because um, I think we all have a sense that like maybe there is something more powerful than us. Like maybe there is something governing the world. Maybe we're not all that there is. Maybe there's something beyond us. But like, that's not the same thing as like. So we have to like like human sacrifice is necessary. But instead of having animals, now we just had one dude who killed himself. Like that doesn't jive with my sense. Like it's weird. It's weird shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying just because it's weird, it's wrong. But I don't know. So. If you don't mind me asking, Jacob, where do you stand now on uh, your religious beliefs? I would like... I'm, I keep hoping that I will come across some religious belief that I can believe in. 
but more and more I'm convinced that consciousness is a product of neurons firing and that after we die it's a cessation of consciousness and that's it because yeah. it just it, it seems to me that the more we come to understand the human brain and the human body the more there's a natural explanation for consciousness and if, if we are able to explain honestly for me it's kind of the hill I die on if we're able to explain consciousness solely by how the brain works like if we come to an understanding of, a, of the brain that explains consciousness then like I don't think you can argue in favor of God because mm -hmm. The, his, the, the history of religion is like there's something about us that extends beyond our bodies and the way our bodies and the natural world, world works but in, if in fact that sense is, is entirely explainable by nature then I mean, because the human brain is the most complex thing in the universe, if, if the human brain if, if consciousness is purely explainable by neurons firing then it's easy to imagine a lightning strike hitting a pond and making the first multi-celled organism and I mean it's 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 easy to believe that mm. so I yeah that's where I'm at with it right now mm. I don't know where are you guys at with it I mean you said you're reading the Bible more and yeah I know you've been saying kind of the reason I bring this up is because I know you say you've been you've been interested in some religion you want some more coffee right I'll, I'll have some, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, my position nowadays on it is that uh, first of all I, the most important thing to say, I guess, is that I do not believe at all in any superstitious bullshit. <laughs> okay. That's important for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, I don't see, for example, that what you were, what you were just saying, is mutually exclusive with the. In my case, I don't even call it a belief. For example, I have this problem. If we, if we are trying to figure out the brain, for example. Is it actually possible to figure out that which allows us to figure out in the first place? You see what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're like, following. Can you f actually figure out the brain with a brain? I. Oh yeah, I get what you mean by that. Yeah. It's like yeah. a. It seems to be like a, like an impossibility there. You know, like a hole. You know, on, in our experience. So I think the ideas about God are at the end of the day they're not so far fetched. It's just like, imagine you have to explain to a kid why he cannot go running in the uh, whatever thing, I don't know, whatever thing. It's like you simplify it and you tell him, look, there's God, and you can translate God as whatever force that is stronger than you, and you cannot fathom basically. Do you I want some honey or sugar? I uh, a little bit of honey. Yeah. Okay. Here, I'll give you the spoon. Okay. okay. And where are you at with? Where are you at? With that? Fucking hell. Um, Since you ask us the question. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think the, the the only thing I can say is I don't know. I I've ne I used to always say like, I've never actually sat down and read the Bible or any religious book. I've never done that, so I always feel like I can't give a. Pr a proper argument against it or a proper argument for it but I, I try to go from like what I see in real life yeah. uh, so I don't know I'd say would I give myself a label as an atheist I don't know I don't know what what does an atheist mean is that just like you don't believe in yeah. God you don't believe is in that mean, yeah does it mean that you're just not sure or does it mean that you know there is no god yeah yeah because like when you come to somebody like richard dawkins 
Like, I also have a problem with Richard Dawkins, because he's like, I know there is no God. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, You're I, just I, as bad as the religious guy. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't know if there is or isn't, but I'd say, based on like, how I'd live my life, is just try, try and do a good thing and try and do, like, what I think is the right thing to be doing. Right. But I, I don't use a religious idea to guide that it's just right. in this present moment in time is it right for me to do this is it right, right for me to do that and then I'll figure that out on the journey right but that, that's really interesting because many religions that's what they actually uh, as far as I know yeah. because, uh, but I've read that from in many religions they say stuff like that they say mm. stuff like you, you cannot you, you cannot try to control uh, what happens in your life, you know, yeah. you can just navigate it and you, and you should have like a clear mind so you can respond in the adequate way, mm -hmm. which sometimes might mean kill somebody. Uh, well, this is, the, this, is, this is Hinduism, is that if you read the Bhagavad Gita, they actually say if your duty from the gods is to kill your, because the guy goes to war against his brother in the Bhagavad Gita, and um, I actually, this is actually a good point, but um, in the Bhagavad Gita, it's uh, like the guy's going to war against his brother and he says, I can't kill my brother. I can't fight my brother. This is wrong. And the God appears to him and says, if the God has said that your duty is to fight and kill your brother, then the right thing to do is to right. fight and kill your brother. Right. One must do one's duty, even if that is fighting and killing one's brother. Right. Um, which is a horrifying Yes. Because then you start getting into like jihadism. It's like if, if the God says your duty is to blow up an airplane, then you should blow up an yeah, airplane. But, but that's the thing, because when that happens, that's not God, whatever the fuck God would be, even if it's just a concept. That's people who pretend that they're the voice of God and they fill your head with bullshit, right? Because nobody will, I mean, maybe some people will, but nobody will grow in a natural life and then just get the idea that he needs to go in a airplane to a place that he doesn't even know and just like crashing it, you know? Yeah. Like that's so far-fetched that maybe somebody with some case of schizophrenia or some shit like that would do it, right? But that, for that to happen, there needs to be brainwashing. Mm -hmm. And brainwashing is, would be, at least my interpretation of it, like not following the quote-unquote the voice of God. So the, the way I see the voice of God is basically like, there is a certain order in living things, you know, even if, you, if it's just the DNA, for example. It's like literally like some code. So you have a certain order inside of you, and if you fulfill that, then you're following the voice of God, and if you don't, then you're not. But it's, it's, it's weird, it's like, a, it's like common sense in, in a way. Yeah. But I think we're starting off with the assumption that like what is natural is orderly. Because we started off this podcast talking about like, Sex is disorderly, and like sexual attraction is disorderly. Yet it is natural. Mm, yeah. It's about so it's kind of like I'm not sure that nature, for example, can be beautiful in ways that human intelligence cannot. Like I was just in Divoka Sharka the other day, gorgeous, and it's not man-made. It's completely natural. Right. So in some senses, like nature is harmonious and beautiful in, in ways that we can't comprehend, but in other ways, nature is pure chaos. Right. Mm. And so who's to say that? Like if if nature if God resembles nature if 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 the thing you make resembles its creator then like who can say that like God is not insane, 
who can say God does not love watching... Like, maybe God made 10 different religions just right. to watch human conflict play out. Right. Exactly. Like, how can you not... <laughs> how can you deny this? Like, I sometimes... I, I, I see more and more... Like, when you're young, you're like, oh, God. Like, the Greek idea or the Roman idea of so many gods is such nonsense. But I think when you actually just, like, like clear your head and look at the world, there's something oddly rational about the idea of a sky full of gods fighting each other and those fights having their consequences on earth. Yes, yeah, I think oddly rational is a is pretty accurate because that's what's happening to me. Like I, sometimes I read this kind of mythological stuff and it is oddly rational because it's not rational exactly like a like reading a scientific you know step by step thing yeah. but it, it makes some sense, you know. One of the ones that, that I've been reading lately that blew my mind how accurate I think it is, is the story of Nemesis, which was the Greek goddess of, well, the word Nemesis comes mm -hmm. from that. And she, her duty was basically to inflict, uh, I guess you could call it revenge, on any human being that will uh, uh, commit an act of hobbies. Any human being that would confuse himself with, the, with being somehow a god or something like that, so basically the modern term for narcissism, will be met with nemesis you know mm -hmm. and and the nemesis the, will be like a specific thing specific for that person and i read the same idea in hindu mythology exactly the same idea and i have seen that to a certain degree in my life you know like i remember for example many of my uh, childhood uh, friends or people that i were with cool with that were obsessed with not being losers and they were committing two things, two wrong things that you could call a sin in a way. First, they were convinced that they had the proper definition of what a loser was, even though they were like fucking 13 years old or 15. And second, they were convinced that they could judge it and, and do something about it. So they were, they were obsessed with the idea of not being losers. Yeah. And they will behave like losers. Like, <laughs> they, and they ended up being complete losers. Yeah. And they couldn't see that their behavior was similar to those that they were judging as losers. Mm. Even though in the outside they maybe dressed differently or whatever, because that's they were dressing not as losers or something mm -hmm. like that. And all of them ended up being exactly like exactly like they were afraid not to. Yeah. So it's, it's actually like a, there's a there's an accuracy there that is fucking creepy, you know, that I don't believe is a superstitious thing. I, I believe that. It, if you if you act, it's kind of like the like if I tell you don't think about the yellow elephant, right? Yeah. If you live your life trying not to think about the yellow elephant, the yellow elephant will be always present. Will, your yeah. mind will be shaped by that shit. So if you live your life like not wanting to be something, your life will be shaped by by that. Hmm. Which is fucking mind blowing. So it's amazing how these guys had kind of like figured out these patterns of life and expressed them in well very quirky ways, I guess. So that's how I see mythology and stuff like that nowadays. Is they're like psychological constructs, kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know. I don't know where do we want to land with this because we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, no, it does make. We, we've all effect, effectually cancelled ourselves, I think. Well, there's nothing to fucking cancel for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's think like ah.
just whatever on my mind, just fucking sakes. It's like, well, okay. what's gonna, what can I get cancelled when I've got nothing to be cancelled for? Maybe in <laughs> 20 years when I'm a fucking astronaut or some shit, I don't know. They'll, they'll go, oh, Edward said this on the Breakfast is Hell podcast. Yeah, well, Rafael, do you have any like social media you want to promote or any projects on the internet you want to tell people about? Not really. I also have okay. nothing, nothing to be cancelled about. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, we'll see if I can. This audio is gonna be because you remember I was talking I about didn't comb even filtering. Know we were recording already, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, we. I just had the mics kind of set up, kind of going, and then oh, it was like, well, we're talking, so I'll just keep it. Yeah. Awesome. But comb filtering. So everything that is hitting here. Yeah. Is like milliseconds away hitting right here. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but it's I would I was rather have the natural conversation the flow of it than like it was better to do that than to try to move the mics and then we're all gonna be you know but it was a pleasure thank you for coming on yeah that was fun and spontaneous thank you for inviting me man yeah it was fun.